WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Matt, here today to give you the official preview. Colts versus Texans here, the second matchup between these two teams. The Texans come in at a record of 2-9. and nine. The Colts come in with a record at 6-6. Six and six. After this game, the Colts will go into their bye, and then a couple more games to close out the season. Matt, before we get into this matchup, how are you doing, my friend? You know, I'm doing good. We got our head coach finally at Notre Dame, so that makes me feel good. And hey, at least he doesn't try to fake a Southern accent. <laughs> I know. That was so weird. I loved it. It was so funny. I'm just, and if somebody put like a side by side comparison <laughs> of him saying family, you know, at Notre Dame and then at LSU is pretty right. funny. But, and, but yeah, man, definitely, definitely. As, as somebody who supports Notre Dame, I thought yeah. that was pretty crappy of Kelly, but that's right. a whole different topic yeah, for a yeah, whole yeah. different podcast. But, uh, yeah, man, this is a potentially big game for the Colts. This is a game they can't afford to lose here right now, right in in the mix in terms of the playoffs at 6-6. Six and six. There's a couple different teams right now they're kind of doing battle with, right? So this is a game that even though the Texans on paper aren't necessarily a great team, you know, they've had a little bit of momentum the last couple weeks. Um, they haven't been as bad, I guess, as everybody thought coming into this year. You know, the record may not indicate it, but – I feel like they have taken some positive steps in certain ways this year. So simply put, this is a game the Colts can't let be a trap game, right? They need to go take care of business like they did the first time against this team. And, uh, you know, if they want any shot at the playoffs, man, they have to win this game. And there's a couple other games. They have to really go on a run here in order to potentially make the postseason. Definitely. Um, we're definitely in a situation now where they pretty much have to win at least four games to make the playoffs. Yeah. And I, I know there's a, a lot of teams ahead of us playing against each other right now. And there's a good chance we could be number seven in AFC after this weekend. But, you know, still, you got to beat Houston. you got to beat Jacksonville. And then you're going to have to beat two of three teams, whether it's New England, Arizona, Raiders. You have to beat two of those three teams to make yep. the playoffs and feel comfortable about it. So, yeah, every game from here on out is a very important game. I mean, doesn't matter how good or bad the opponent is. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, you know, you felt like, you know, if you won last week against Tampa Bay, okay, mm-hmm. maybe you have a little, you don't have breathing room, but you, maybe you have, you know, more of a chance because you're playing some really good teams. You know, you maybe have the chance yeah. to drop more than one game. But yeah, I think you're right. I think one game is the maximum for this team if they want to make the postseason. And this is the, this is the easiest it gets, man, you know, yes. honestly. And I say that even because Jacksonville, you're playing in Jacksonville, you haven't won there in Lord knows how long. Mm-hmm. So that's no, not a guaranteed win either. But yeah, but I mean, the Texans right now, not a great football team overall. Um, you know, they they did they were able to beat uh, I believe it was Tennessee. That was very helpful for the Colts. Bummer the Colts couldn't take advantage of that. But overall, when you kind of look at Houston, not really anything to write home about. Um, I mean, my goodness, you look at their stats here, they're the worst offense in terms of points scored right now, um, and in yardage as well. They're they're a team that turns the ball over a lot, doesn't really get a lot of turnovers. You know, they mm. I think what they said was, you know, they have 18 turnovers and, and 20 takeaways or something like that. So not really great in that department, especially mm. compared to the Colts. So I guess we can kind of start here with that turnover battle. Colts really uh had their worst game by far of the season against Tampa Bay in that department. They turned the ball over five times in that game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we said, like when you're playing against these good playoff teams like Tampa Bay, if you turn the ball over even three times, it's hard to win a game, let alone yeah. five times. So my question for you, Matt, is what do the Colts have to do to right the ship here in the turnover battle and get back on track against Houston here? You just got to make smart decisions, you know, when it comes to Carson Wentz. And he's been good at that. You know, he doesn't really turn the ball over a whole lot. I know he turned it over twice and or I guess three times technically in this game because of the strip sack even though that's not on him, and I don't really count that second interception. But still, just make good decisions. He's been able to do that in the past. He should be able to do it this week as well. Um, You know, don't drop the ball. Make sure you hold on to the ball. Keep, you know, if you have to, keep both hands on the ball. Don't just do the one-arm thing because you never know. Somebody could punch it out. And then, you know, if you're the offensive line, you know, especially with Eric Fisher, don't let – you know, any of Houston's defensive linemen beat you and get the Carson Wentz and get that strip sack. So you just got to make good decisions. You know, offensive line just has to play like it has in the past, and they should be fine when it comes to the turnovers. Yeah, and Houston, you know, kind of looking at their injury report, they're a little bit more banged up than the Colts are right now. They yeah. had a few guys who didn't practice. Uh, Demarcus Walker, who's a defensive end, didn't practice for them. Danny Amendola, wide receiver. Terrence Brooks, free safety. Brooks, free safety. Chris Conley. Uh, Brandon Cooks also did not practice. He had an illness. We'll see what happens if he's out there mm-hmm. um, on Friday. I don't know if they've officially released the report yet, but we shall see on that. Mm-hmm. And then David Johnson also did not practice, had an illness. Um, Justin McCray, a guard, did not practice. Terrence Mitchell, a corner, also did not practice. Uh, so there's a couple guys here for Houston that are going to be out of this matchup potentially. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Colts right now, in terms of the injury front, everybody's expected to play, right? They haven't mm-hmm. ruled anybody out. DeForest Buckner was the biggest question mark coming into this yeah. week. Sounds like he's about, he's going to play this, this game. And I mean, this is the healthiest Matt the Colts have been all season. And now three straight weeks, they haven't ruled anybody out. How huge is that? 
That's really big, especially with Kari Willis potentially playing on Sunday. I don't know if they yeah. announced he's going to play for sure. Um, I imagine there's a really good chance he's going to play on Sunday, but just having everybody you know in the lineup outside of the guys that are currently on the IR right now, it's really big. Like this is the time to get healthy and just you know to avoid the injuries. And it seems like we've done a pretty good job with that. I know we've had some scares, like in the Tampa Bay game with the Forrest Buckner. I was terrified that he was potentially going to be out for not just that game, but for multiple games. And then with Darius Leonard, he, you know, he's dealing with that ankle injury, but he's starting to feel like his normal self. I believe he said it during the Tampa Bay game, that was the first time where he felt like, you know, himself all year. So this is the right time to get healthy. And, you know, especially going up against a team like Houston, it, it definitely is going to be big. It's going to be big. Yeah, you're right. I mean, getting this team fully healthy. And then you look at Houston just overall. I kind of touched on some of their stats offensively. Nothing to write home about, man. In the bottom league of the you know, bottom category and pretty much everything yeah. when it comes to their offense, their offense is, you know, plain and simply been terrible this year. Mm-hmm. And the Colts defense, they've had their moments where they've been really good and moments where they've been really bad this year. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, Matt, recently they've gotten a lot better in terms of passing defense. You know, they haven't necessarily been great, but I think, you know, having guys like Isaiah Rogers, Rocky Sen playing as well as they have, and then, you know, also now getting back potentially Corey Willis, um, you know, it's kind of a, a weakness on weakness here right now for this team, mm-hmm. even though the Colts, I feel like, have been playing better. Houston, bad passing offense, Colts statistically at least, bad passing defense. What do you think is going to come down to this game? What's going to be the big factor in kind of swinging the pendulum one way or the other here? I think when it what's going to come down – for this game is can the Colts do what they did the last time they played Houston? And that is hold them to not having the big plays. Brandon cooks had a lot of yards for sure, but he wasn't getting those big plays. He was getting like five to 10 yard catches at the most. So as long as they hold them to that again, and who knows, Brandon cooks may not even play on Sunday. Like you said, as long as they do that, they should be perfectly fine. You know, with Willis potentially being back, that's going to help. And with Rodgers playing as well as he is, you put him on Cooks, I I feel really confident with our defense and our secondary going up against Houston's not-so-good passing offense. Yeah, you you mentioned uh, you know the Colts potentially having if if he does play Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that kind of gives us a little bit of optimism here is you look the last couple of weeks of what the Colts have been able to do against some really good wide receivers. Honestly, yeah. the last couple of weeks they've been able to really hold their own against these guys. Stephon Diggs. I know we had the two touchdowns, but didn't really do a whole lot. Only had a couple right. catches in that game. Really was limited. Same with Emmanuel Sanders. And then last week was a big test. Right, we we're like, okay, you got. You got Chris Godwin, you got Mike Evans, you know, you got, you know, even all those guys, all those wide receivers that they have outside Mm -hmm. of Antonio Brown that are going to play. And the Colts, I thought, did a really good job, at least on the wide receivers, um, stopping them and really limiting them to not really doing a whole lot of damage. So, yeah, I mean, the best player on Houston's offense, I think we can say, is Brandon Cooks. So if the Colts can continue to do what they do, I think they have a good, really good opportunity to kind of shut down this Houston defense or Mm -hmm. Houston passing offense here with their defense. Uh, One thing I think they need to do really well here, Matt, is get to the get to the passer, right? They the Colts have uh, it's not been a great year in terms of getting to the passer. (laughs) The Colts kind of to put it lightly, yeah, yeah. The Colts kind of uh, I don't know. They they went young, I guess, in this year. They elected to go and put their eggs all in the basket of the youth, right? And the guys, mm-hmm. the former second rounders, the guys this year, 
and to mixed results, right? Like right. Quiddy Pay has been really good the last couple weeks. But outside of Quiddy Pay at defensive end, nobody has really consistently stepped up. So what do you think is going to need to happen in this game um, for the Colts to ultimately get pressure here on Tyrod Taylor, get pressure on this Houston offense, mm-hmm. um, and really make him uncomfortable back there? I think the Force Buckner is going to have to play really, really good like he normally does. Just let the Force Buckner get out there, you know, do his thing, and that should open up opportunities for a Dio or for Stallworth or, you know, for Quiddy Pay. Um, and yeah, I feel like when it comes to the uh, pass rush, it's gotten better. It's not great, but it's getting a little better. While it's going to hurt, at least for this year, because, you know, like you said, we have a lot of young guys on that defensive line. I, I think it's actually going to help us in the future. I think as we get to next year and the year after, when these guys have that experience, this defensive line should be rocking and rolling. Um, Dio, I give him, you know, a pass for this year because he is coming off of that injury and he's done some good things so far. And, you know, he is a rookie still, you know, he's not going to come out and be, you know, as good as like a Shaq Barrett or, you know, some of the other really good defensive linemen. But I feel like he's done some good things. And I think this is going to help him for maybe towards the end of the year, once we get to those final two or three games and for next year as well. So yeah, it, it stinks right now with the defensive line, the pressures. That's a problem. That's something we're going to have to look at in the offseason. But I do feel like we're going to see the benefits of that next year and the year after. So just DeForest Buckner, he needs to do his thing. Grover Stewart needs to do his thing. And then that should open up opportunities for some of our guys coming off the edge. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Or subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, I think we don't talk enough about how the loss of Tyquan Lewis has hurt this defensive line. Like, he was a big loss. As much as people say, hey, he's not that great of a player. I mean, he was a big loss because yeah. nobody's really stepped up in his absence so far. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think with Quiddy and, and Dio, like you said, like, you know, next year and the year after that, they're going to get some experience. And really, Dio, a lot of people yeah. were saying he wasn't even going to play this year. So I, I counted as a huge win for him, him to even oh, be yeah. getting reps right now, you know, and for him to make a few plays. He doesn't have to be spectacular. You didn't have any training camp, any offseason to really do anything um, or preseason. So, I mean, this dude's literally playing catch up, you know. And so I'm not really actually that concerned with Dio at all. I know there's some people right. like he hasn't done a whole lot, but I'm like, he wasn't supposed to this year. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That was kind of a, a future look here for the defensive end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think this offseason, the Colts are certainly going to have to, and we'll we'll get to that later, but they're, they're going to have to do some retooling on that defensive line, I think. So, but as it stands right now, Colts got some youth. Hopefully it can pay off here mm-hmm. in this game. 
All right, well, let's talk about now stopping the run for Houston. Houston's run offense is not very good as well no. right now. <laughs> they are also bottom in the league. So pretty much in every statistical category for offense, Houston has not been good. Uh, the Colts' defense, though, it's interesting, though, because last year they were so spectacular against the run, right? They were mm-hmm. so good against the run. This year they've kind of taken a step back, I think, a little bit. I mean, 18th overall, it's not bad, but compared to what the Colts' standards have been, this has been the worst run defense, I think, maybe in the Matt Eberflus era. Yeah. And you even saw it against Leonard Fournette. I mean, he he iced that game, man. Like He had a, he had a big game against the Colts, who – a team that really didn't allow a lot of rushing touchdowns. Leonard Fournette kind of broke it wide open in that game. Mm-hmm. So the Colts didn't have a great day stopping the run last week. What do they have to do this week to stop Houston's run game and get back on track here? I think they have to get some of those guys that are going to be coming off the bench involved and have them have big games. Isaac Rochelle needs to go in there, for example. And he's been pretty good against the run, I believe. He needs to go in, do his job. And honestly, like you said, this run offense of Houston's is not great. This should be the game where we do like an awesome job against the run. I mean, it doesn't help that they traded away Mark Ingram. You know, like losing Mark Ingram definitely, um, you know, took a hit on that uh, run offense. But you got to get those guys coming off the bench involved. They got to have big games against the run. And, you know, like you said, with losing Autry and also Justin Houston, I think, you know, losing those guys on the, you know, run defense plays a pretty big factor as well. So, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, just do your job filling that inside, not really letting a lot of holes open up. And then Quiddy and Dio or whoever's going to be on the edge, you know, they need to step up and they need to have a good game too against the run. And they should. I mean, mm-hmm. these, you know, runners of Houston, they're not great. So they should be able to do that. But everybody just needs to step up and do their job. Like they're capable of it. You know, Isaac Rochelle, he's definitely capable of stopping the run. And, you know, Stallworth needs to get in there, do his thing. So as long as they do that, and they're going to. Like, they're going to step up today. You know, mm-hmm. this is yeah. more of like a, that warm up for uh, New England and some of the other teams have good uh, run offense in the future. So just they just need to do their job. Just don't make mistakes. Right. Yeah, just do what you've done against teams that haven't been good against the run. You know, do what you're supposed to do in this game, and I think you'll be absolutely fine against Houston. Not a whole, not a whole lot to say about Houston's offense this year. No. Um, so I think we can move on now to the Colts' offense against this Houston defense. Now, the Colts' offense has been good this year statistically. Mm-hmm. Like, very good this year statistically, actually. It's kind of crazy how good they've been, um, specifically in terms of running the football. Jonathan yeah. Taylor... Uh, just continues to lead the way for this this team, man. He just continues uh, to dominate in this in this league so far. I mean, right now the Colts sit at fourth overall in terms of rushing yards, and uh, you know Tampa Bay actually kind of took them not not to, didn't take them to the woodshed, but for a while mm-hmm. there, Tampa Bay was kind of stifling this explosive run attack. Yeah. Um, so my question for you is, what do the Colts need to do to get back to their identity? You know. Just against the Bills, Jonathan Taylor had over 30 carries, and he didn't have near that this last game because of how good, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, how good they were Tampa Bay against the run. So what do the Colts have to do in order to get Jonathan Taylor going again? Just do what they've been doing all year, you know. I don't think they're going to have another uh, situation like they did with Tampa Bay where they struggled. Um, I I mean, apparently they struggled so much and went to the pass so much that they, you know, should – 
make Frank Wright give up play calling, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, they've been very, very good with the run. I don't think Taylor needs to have 30 plus carries. I think that's too much in my opinion. I mean, Taylor already ran the ball a ton when he was in Wisconsin. I mean, that's probably why he fell to where he did because he had so much usage in Wisconsin. So just around 20 carries for Taylor. Let him do his thing. He'll probably get 175 yards or something this week. He doesn't really need to carry the ball a whole lot. He's getting better and better. He already had a really good game against Houston. So just do the same thing. You'll be fine. Yeah, Houston comes in right now with not quite the worst run defense, but 31st. So it looks like JT may be in in for another big day here. Yeah, yeah, they're not really good at all against the run, Um, you know, specifically yards and also yards per attempt. They're they're pretty bad overall in that department, Mm -hmm. even touchdowns allowed. So you think JT may have a multiple touchdown day against Houston here in this matchup. The thing where Houston is a little bit better, though, which I found very interesting is the passing yards allowed. Right now they Mm -hmm. sit at 15th overall in passing yards allowed, fourth actually in passing touchdowns allowed. So, Mm -hmm. you know, say what you want about Houston's team, not a good team, but I think this is the strength of this Houston team right now is the fact that they actually are not horrible against the pass so far. And, you know, Carson Wentz, we talk about him all the time, what this team has done so far. I thought, you know, and, and people will, People look at stats and they let that dictate a lot of times uh, false narratives about about Carson Wentz and about other players. But I thought Carson Wentz looked really, really good against mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay defense. I really did. You know, the strip sack wasn't on him. That was Eric Fisher. Right. That last interception, I mean, that was just kind of a Hail Mary thing. So I don't really yeah. even count that one. And you could even debate that other interception. Yeah being pass interference like people were debating that so mm-hmm. I mean all that to say Carson Wentz was really really good against a really really good defense now Tampa mm-hmm. Bay not great against the pass but he has shown multiple times this year Matt and this will probably get those Carson Wentz haters mad but yeah. he has shown when it when it matters most of the time you know he had the Tennessee game whatever most of the time he's put the Colts in position to win uh in critical moments this year definitely and it hasn't been his fault the Colts have lost close games I'll just say that right. Um, Carson Wentz has been really, really good for this Colts team. You know, the stats aren't necessarily great for Carson Wentz mm-hmm. or this passing offense, but I think a lot of it is predicated on how well the Colts have been able to run the football. Um, but right now, you know, they're 22nd in yards, which is okay. They're 12th um, in touchdowns. Carson Wentz has 21 on the year, and then he only has thrown six interceptions all year. So, um, I mean, I think overall, man, you look at this team and you say, wow, uh, Carson Wentz in this offense – now being at full strength, I think they have a really good chance to have a good game again here against this Houston defense. Definitely. And, you know, coming into the year, I, I figured he would have a good year. I was, you know, very confident in him. But really, I, I think for his first year in this offense, I, I think he's played very, very well. I think, again, just like with Dio and Quiddy, once we get to next year, that's where I think we're going to see the Carson Wentz of 2017. And honestly, he's played better in some years too, I think, yards-wise and all that good stuff. You know, you got to give him some time. He's doing a good job, I think, so far. And honestly, he just needs to do what he's been doing. You know, Houston, I get, you know, they have a good defense against the pass. Honestly, that was one of the reasons why heading into week two and week three, I thought, Houston was actually going to be better than what a lot of people thought. And then, you know, they became the Houston Texans that we knew they were going to be. But, um, 
No, with Carson Wentz, as long as he does what he did against Houston, just like with Taylor, and as long as he does what he did against Tampa Bay, in all honesty, they're going to win this game easily. He's going to have a big day on Sunday. I mean, he went up against one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the entire NFL, and played great. And that interception that he threw, the first one, I, I wouldn't say it's pass interference necessarily. I could see why people would say that, especially with how the game was being called that day. But I could see what he was doing. I mean, honestly, the throw, it was pinpoint right to where Pittman was going. It was going to land perfectly in his hands. It was just a great play by um, the defense. You know, I can't remember who it was that picked it off, but it was a great play by them. So really, I don't think it was that bad of an interception. It wasn't a good, you know, throw it wasn't a good decision but it wasn't terrible like it, it wasn't too bad I saw what he was doing with that so he just needs to be Carson and as long as he does that he'll be perfectly fine see I don't even have an issue with like the decision to throw it honestly because Pittman outgains that guy by in, like multiple inches like he right. should win that matchup you know so mm-hmm. I don't really fault Carson for that throw at all I think honestly I fault Pittman more for not going up and getting it man yeah. Um, in that game, but you know, it happens, whatever interceptions happen. I mean, True. for that to only be his fifth interception on the year, I mean, that's great. That's great yeah. news for, for this Colts team moving forward. And the crazy thing is, man, just to get on this Wentz tangent real fast, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, think about this. It's crazy. He had virtually no training camp. Right. He had multiple right wide receivers out for multiple weeks. Like he's at one point, he had two of his top three targets out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even the guys that have been on there, like even like T.Y., for example, and even Pascal this year, they haven't really been that great for, for Carson Wentz like we thought they might be. And right. so I feel like, man, if you, you know, give Carson another year with Frank Reich, right? this is going to be only the second time, I believe, in Frank Reich's coach tenure with the Colts that he's going to have a quarterback for a second straight year, which is insane when you think about it. Right. Uh, but, you know, you think you you get them back for another year. Carson is more comfortable with this offense, with this team. Mm-hmm. You figure out left tackle. You get Carson some more, you know, legit weapons that can help out Michael Pittman down the stretch. I really feel like this Colts offense is just scratching the surface to where it can be. Mm-hmm. And it's been really good this year in spurts. Yeah. It's been really, really good. So, yeah, I think the future's bright for this Colts offense for sure. But Definitely. in terms of this game, you'll have T.Y. Hilton. You'll have all your tight ends. You'll have Pascal. You'll have Doolin. So Carson Wentz will still have some solid weapons there. I, I personally want Ashton Doolin to get more snaps after that big touchdown he had. I feel like he's yeah. taken the opportunities he's been given, and he's played really well mm-hmm. with those opportunities. So I would love to see Doolin get involved. We all know you know, what happens when T.Y. goes and plays against Houston. He yeah. typically has a pretty big game, so you think he might be in for another nice game. He already had his best game of the year against Houston earlier. So, yeah, I feel like this team right now, in terms of the passing offense, really the offense in general, it's been humming recently. Definitely. And, I mean, like you said, this is his first year, had no training camp and all that stuff, and he's already doing well. I mean, they scored 30 points in a bunch of their games this year, which yeah. is really, really good. And a lot of those games they scored 30 points and they lost. You know, there, there's reasons why we can get into that on another day. But this offense has played well enough where they shouldn't be six and six. They should honestly be like nine and three with how well they've played. And like you said, yeah. they're just scratching the surface. I think Doolin can be a really good number three receiver on this team. I, I, mm-hmm. I like a lot of what he can do and what he can provide for this team. So you go out there and you draft a receiver in the second round, which honestly, 
looking at what Isaiah Rogers has been able to do this year, Kenny Moore, obviously, and uh, with Rock and how he's played this year, I think they should go receiver in the second yeah. round. I know that's unpopular with a lot of Colts fans, but I don't think corner is as big of a need now as what it was. So go in there, get a receiver, maybe even trade up to get one of those receivers, you know, trade up to an early second round pick and get, I don't know, a David Bell if he ends up being available. Won't be, but get someone like him, Alave, Wilson. I mean, there's a lot of guys this year in the draft yeah. that are going to be really good. So draft one of those guys, use your free agency money on a defensive lineman or two, you know, add some depth to your team. And I think this team is going to be rocking and rolling next year. Yeah. Uh, just, just for, uh, just because I know you mentioned this Colts offense mm-hmm. and how good they've been. Just a stat that I thought was very interesting. So this is weeks four through 12. Yeah. Uh, the Colts have had the number one offense in terms of points scored. You know, they, they've outlasted teams like the Patriots, the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. the Bengals, the Cowboys, teams that we would say are powerhouses on offense. Right. This Colts offense has been really, really good, mm-hmm. especially after the first couple weeks. After really their 0-3 start, this Colts offense has been fantastic. Definitely. They've been absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, I think you're right. With all the, the crap that's happened with left tackle, with Eric mm-hmm. Fisher, you know, not being there for a couple weeks and just honestly not being that great in pass pro so far. Yeah. Um, you know, really turning the tide in that game. I feel like the Colts are just a few pieces away here offensively from consistently being a team that's a threat um, against anybody. You know, they, they can run it on you. They can pass it on you. They've yeah. shown it week to week, man. Like you see the games when Jonathan Taylor has 150 plus yards and he's just killing people and Carson Wentz doesn't have to do a whole lot. And you yep. flip to like games like Tampa Bay, where Carson Wentz has to go out there and do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The good thing is he can do that, right? Yep. This team can beat you either way. And I think that for any team, like even this year, if the Colts were able to get into the playoffs, that's mm-hmm. a team you don't want to face, especially uh-huh. in January. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they will because they didn't start off great, didn't help themselves in that department. We'll see. Right. They kind of control their own destiny. We talked about that earlier, but honestly, man, I do feel really good about mm-hmm. where we're at, especially offensively right now. So that's certainly exciting, and I think we're going to have another big day here against Houston. I think specifically JT is going to really just tear up this Houston defense. It's probably going to be like, you know, like some of those games, like the Buffalo game, like the Jets game. You know, I feel like it's going to be probably one of those games. Maybe Carson right. will get a little bit more action there, but I mean, if you're not, you don't have to pass it, you won't. You know, true. So, all right, uh, let's talk about special teams real fast here. Um, I think. There's not a whole lot to touch on because I feel like the Colts, we already know about their special teams pretty well. There's not been a whole lot of changes outside of Badgley this year, mm-hmm. who has been fantastic. I'm still on the Badgley train, man. I say keep rolling with him until he just loses you a game or something, you know, until it's just like to that degree. I don't yeah. think he will, but unless it's like he he kicks himself out of the, the position, mm-hmm. I don't see any reason to switch. I agree. And look, honestly, I still have a little worry with Badgley. I know he's been perfect this year, but once you get to those 50 yard kicks, I know hot rod, you know, he had some problems with that, but Badgley hasn't been good in that distance either his entire career. I believe when I looked at his stats, when he kicks 50 yards or longer, he's three for nine. Like he's not great in that sense. So maybe, I don't know, maybe he gets to Indy and that's enough to get him to make those kicks more consistently. But I would still keep Hot Rod on roster just in case. Keep on the IR, you know, if you need to. But, yeah, as long as Badgley continues to make his kicks, you got to roll with him. You know, I, I, I do like Hot Rod, but you got to go with the guy that's making all of his kicks. And 
you know, I feel bad for Hot Rod because of that injury that he had. And, you know, that was the reason why he wasn't making those kicks in Baltimore. But, yeah, you got to go with the guy who has a hot leg, and that's Badgerly. Yep. And we already know about Rigoberto Sanchez, one of the best punters yep. in the league. He continues to do that. How about Isaiah Rogers last year nearly bringing that game back? And yeah. Yeah. With a, a chance there to uh-huh. win that game, which is crazy. Uh, but he he's just, you know, lightning bottle. Like he oh, yeah. he can just anytime he touches the ball, he's a threat to take it all the way. Him and Naheem Definitely. Hines are the same way there. Although Hines fumbled that ball last week. So yeah. you gotta wonder how much this week in special teams meetings they were they were like probably really oh, on yeah. Hines, you know, because like he can't do that. That cost you that game. So mm-hmm. Hopefully he has a nice bounce back game. It'd be good to see him get some good returns, maybe even a touchdown to kind of bring his confidence back up in that department. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't do that a whole lot. So no. it was a really weird week last week. Yeah. Um, it just, just added on to why we lost, you know, with him muffing the punt. Um, he doesn't really do that. Like you said, I, I'm very curious to see on hard knocks if they address that and they talk with him about that. But I don't think he's going to do that anymore. And if he does that, maybe one more time, which I know we don't want to happen, but he's really good and really consistent when it comes to at least controlling the ball. He doesn't fumble it very often. It does worry me a bit, but if he's going to start doing that and that becomes a problem, which I don't think is going to happen, you got to put Rodgers in there. I mean, like we were talking about in a previous video, um, you know, as soon as Tampa Bay went, took the lead, you know, got it to 38 to one. You know, I was with my dad at the game. He's like, okay, let's go. Let's beat the traffic. It's like, no, 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 let's wait. And then he starts to return it. I was like, okay, are we going to overtime or something? Like, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> and he gets pulled down by the face mask. You know, it, they should have called it, but whatever. Um, but he put him in a position to win. So I, I love what Rodgers was able to do when it comes to, like, the kick returns and all that stuff. And Honestly, if Hines is not going to really do a whole lot in the punt return department, I would consider putting Rodgers out there and letting him return some. Uh, Or heck, maybe have them split time where Hines will come out from time to time to return punts, and then you put Rodgers out there to to, uh, return punts from time to time. I mean, I would be open to seeing that too. And then, of course, like you said, Rigoberto Sanchez, I think he's probably the best punter in the NFL. That's just me. Um, Unbelievable. Really, really good. He's just continuing what he's always been able to do, and that's just dominating. He puts the opposing offense in not-so-good situations. So, I mean, that's like the least of my worries is Rigoberto Sanchez because he's going to consistently do his job and do it well. Dude's a weapon, man. He is a weapon anytime. Anytime he kicks it, you can can count on him pretty much not getting a touchback, you know, nailing that team within their own 20-yard line. He does a great job there. Mm -hmm. I want to give him the the proper credit that he is due because we don't talk about the punters a whole lot. But he's been great all year for sure. All right, let's get into the final thing here, the score predictions for this game, Matt. I'll let you go first. What is your score prediction for Colts versus Houston here the second time? So I got the Colts winning, obviously. I'm thinking, give me a score of 38 to 15. Okay. It's a weird score, wow. but 38-15. That, that's just okay. how yeah, so you're 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 expecting them to go in there and punch Houston in the mouth from snap one and just yeah. basically control this game. Maybe yeah. Houston gets a score too, but 
other than that, you you think the Colts are going to pretty respond pretty well in this game. Yeah. Which I'd love to see that. I think um, they want to bounce right. back from the Tampa game. Um, yeah. I think they want to go in there and just go, you know, into the bye week on a high note. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to. So there's the courts. I think the Colts scored 31 the first time, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to go 35 to. Uh, I'll go 14. I was going to go 17, okay. but I think 14. I think this team um, right now, their defense is playing a little bit better, especially against the pass, mm-hmm. playing a little bit of a better quarterback this time around, I think, just slightly into Rod Taylor. But, you know, you they got rid of a couple running backs that I think um, were kind of effective in the first game. So, yeah, I think overall the Colts are going to respond well in this game. I think yeah. I think they'll come out, come out angry, you know, because mm-hmm. they, they know – they should have won that game last week. They know that. Um, so I think they typically respond well normally um, when they are when they lose a heartbreaking game or something like that. They yeah. typically come out well and, and play pretty well. And what better opponent to do it than the Houston Texans, who right now haven't been really good anywhere. So, right. yeah, I really think this team is, is angry right now at themselves or kicking themselves for the five turnovers committed, really giving away that game, choking away a 10-point lead at the half. I really think they're going to come out strong, and I think they're going to absolutely dominate from snap one. And I think, honestly, this could be one of those games where they're pretty stifling for the Houston team. Honestly, I do. Um, So that's going to be the score for me. But I think that's it, guys, for our preview here of Colts versus Texans. Matt, always appreciate you coming on, man, giving your insight. Unfortunately, we couldn't find a Houston person to come on. I tried to message a couple people, and they couldn't do it. They are out of town and everything like that. So... We just had to do it for this one, but really appreciate everybody who is tuning in here from wherever you are, whether you're in Indiana, whether you're somewhere else in the country, whether you're overseas, really appreciate everybody's support there. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you, as always, for all your support. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.